Good morning, dogs by nature. I'm your host, Thelonious7, welcoming you to your second week of the NFL season. Wanted to get some local color for this Sunday's pregame show, so I reached out to Matt O'Leary with this message on Twitter. I said, Hello, Matt. I'm Thelonious7. I do a show on Dogs by Nature called the Sunday Morning Post, and I was wondering if you wouldn't mind answering a few questions for me. And then, of course, I promised him a flattering introduction. And so, New York fans come in all shapes and sizes. They come in all different varieties. One of my best friends is a real New York sports fan. And I'll tell you this. If he wasn't a Mets fan, I don't know how long we would have been able to last as friends. Fortunately for us, Matt O'Leary is not only a Jets fan, but also a Mets fan and an Islanders fan. He does a podcast called Eyes on Islanders. He writes articles for Elite Sports NY. And if you like these types of thoughtful responses to football questions... Follow him at Matt O'Leary NY on Twitter. One quick editing note. I sent him these questions earlier in the week. He responded with things that were definitely more contemporaneous, and I appreciate him for doing that. So without further ado, we'll get to question number one. I talked to some fans in Houston, and I was shocked at how much they valued Watson more than the fans did in Cleveland. And so now I'm asking you, how do you rank the first rounders from the 2018 draft? And how good of a fit has Darnold been in New York City? I was really high on Baker Mayfield coming out of the 2018 draft class. I was hoping that he'd be there for the Jets number three overall once they moved up. I was a little bit surprised that Cleveland went with Baker initially. I think that you know, the consensus was that Sam Donald was the number one overall pick. So honestly, when I was doing my research on the quarterbacks coming out of that draft class, I wasn't expecting Darnold to be there for the Jets to take. So I didn't really look into him all that much. To me, it was between Baker, Josh Rosen, and Josh Allen. So in that order, I would have went in probably Baker, then Josh Rosen, and then Josh Allen from there, ranking those three. Darnold, to me, was the safest pick. Um, That's why I figured he was going number one overall. But when he was there for the taking, I did prefer him over both Josh Rosen and Josh Allen. I feel bad for Rosen because I think he's in back-to-back really crappy situations with the Cardinals last year and now with the Miami Dolphins this year. I just saw Josh Allen again this week as the Buffalo Bills played the New York Jets, and I still think he's kind of flawed. Uh, Lamar Jackson proved me long, proved me wrong last week. I don't necessarily think that he's going to do that kind of performance again, but if he does, he would continue to prove me wrong. I think he is a work in progress, and but is trending in the right direction. Uh, but to say who I like the most coming out, it was probably Baker. Um, I do like Sam a lot. I think that he is a really good fit in New York City because he's quiet. He's not someone who's going to steal the headlines in stuff that he's doing off the field. Yes, right now, because he has mono, he's kind of getting the headlines, but that's such a rare case. It's not like there's any 
you know, drama or, or anything like that. So as far as Sam Darnold in New York City goes, I think it's a pretty good fit because he's calm, relaxed. The moment doesn't seem too big for him. So I think that's a pretty good fit. That's a great point. One of the reasons I like Darnold so much in my pre-draft assessment is because I like the way that he fit in with Cleveland. But in retrospect, as I think about what Dorsey selected at number one, as I think Dorsey selected the best player, you know, and didn't really worry so much about the fit. The fit comes around to the player. I think that's the same lesson that the greater Chesapeake region learned in selecting Lamar Jackson. It's not so much about the fit as much as it is about the player sometimes. Here's the second question I asked him. Mosley looked incredible in his Jets debut. When everything is firing on all cylinders, how good do you think the Jets defense can be? Mosley did look really good in his Jets debut. As you saw when he left the field, the Jets defense completely melted down. But as far as an overall unit goes, I don't think this defense is going to be very good at all. They have some big playmakers like Jamal Adams and Mosley, to name a few, but they really, really struggle getting after the quarterback. They don't really have someone off the edge like a Miles Garrett that you could just send and, and you know that he's going to disrupt the quarterback. Jordan Jenkins tied for the Jets lead in sacks last year. He's more of an edge setting outside linebacker as instead of your prototypical pass rusher. And the cornerback situation is just god awful. Tremaine Johnson wasn't good last year, and he really struggled in week one this week. Dow Roberts is essentially your number two corner. Realistically, you're, it's in your best interest if he's like your number four. Brian Poole is probably like a lateral step over from Buster Screen as the slot corner, but this is just a team that doesn't have a ton of depth, and it really shows at those positions, edge rush and corners, something you desperately need in today's NFL and they lack so much of it. And with the injuries to Mosley, Avery Williamson being done to the year, uh, you're now seeing guys like Neville Hewitt and Blake Cashman at inside linebacker getting significant playing time, and it's starting to rear its ugly head. I know that the offense really struggled in week one, but throughout the season, especially if Sam Darnold was healthy, it was looking like the offense was going to be better than the defense this year. I don't expect this to be a top half of the league defensive unit. I was kind of surprised at that response. Um, I kind of figured with Adams and Mosley, the team would be a pretty formidable defense as they'd been in recent past. We'll see if this take holds true going into Monday night's matchup. My third question was about Greg Williams. G. Will gets to match up with the team that let him go. As fans, we have some mixed memories of him in Cleveland. How is he faring in New York City? A lot of fans love Greg Williams because he's known for his one-liners and hard knocks. He's very intense, but I think he's slightly overrated. I think that uh, he does some things well. He gets a lot out of his players, but he also kind of puts a target on them. Like this past week, he kind of went after Odell Beckham Jr. after uh, OBJ's comments. And I, to me, like you probably got to shut your mouth because this Browns offense, even though they struggled in week one, they have the potential to put up a ton of yards on this weaker Jets defense. And I think he's slightly overrated in the sense, too. He plays his safety like 25 yards off the ball. Marcus May is nowhere near the play. Um, I don't 
love him long term. I think, yes, he's fiery and might get a lot out of Jamal Adams and stuff like that. But to me, the Adam Gase and Greg Williams combination is something that could become volatile as the season continues on, especially if they continue to lose games. Uh, without Sam Darnold, there's no timetable for him to come back. So they have a very tough schedule. They have the Browns this week. They have the Patriots, an early bye. Then out of the bye week, you have the Eagles, the Cowboys, and then the Patriots again. So realistically, if Darnold's not in the mix, you could be looking at 0-6, maybe 1-5, best case scenario. And that could start to get like a heated situation. And I'm a little bit nervous for if and when that comes around. Question four goes like this. Le'Veon Bell looks hungry, but I'm not sure he was productive as he could have been. How do you think they will use him going into this week? I thought Le'Veon Bell looked pretty good in week one. He was very much involved in you know the running game and the, and the passing game. Ty Montgomery only had a couple of touches, so uh, realistically, he was probably the Jets' best offensive player, I would say. Um, Jamison Crowder had a ton of catches. I think he had 14 catches for 99 yards, but that just goes to show you that everything was short and underneath. Le'Veon Bell was by far the best player on the offense on Sunday. So to me, I think they're going to continue to feed him the rock, especially with Sam Darnold out. Expect him to get a ton of rushes and then also some short to intermediate stuff as a safety blanket because Trevor Simeon isn't someone who's going to force the ball down the field. They're going to be conservative and they are going to play it safe. So I expect him to be very much involved with the offense, probably getting somewhere between 20 and 30 overall touches between rushing and receiving. Two talented 0-1 teams with their seasons and fan bases on the brink. What did you see going into last week's game and what do you think are the keys to the Jets getting to 1-1? I also asked him if he could give me his opinion on special teams and if he could think of players who we might not know. And he kind of did some of this throughout the interview as well. Expectations were high for this New York Jets team. I thought they would be around like an 8-8 eight eight team. Obviously, losing Sam Darnold probably hinders that expectation a little bit. In order for the New York Jets to win this game, they're going to have to create turnovers like they did in week one. They created four turnovers, which really should have put that game away, but they weren't able to capitalize on it. If they are able to create turnovers and capitalize them, meaning score points off it, they should be just fine. The thing that worries me is the secondary because we saw in the second half of that game, Josh Allen marched down the field at will. And to me, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns offense is miles more talented than Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills offense. So that really worries me. Uh, The Jets are going to have to play keep away. They're going to have to run the ball and eat the time of possession clock, limit mistakes. Trevor Simeon's going to be conservative and, you know, not take any chances. And defensively, just try not to let up big plays and create turnovers. Easier said than done, but the Jets defense probably is going to let up big plays because they're not built to sustain consistent pressure and to cover for long. So they're going to send people on the blitz, which could A, create turnovers, or B, get you burned. So I expect this to probably be a high-scoring game. O'Leary gave us some insight into special teams play as well. As far as special teams goes, the Jets have a new kicker in here. 
They signed Sam Ficken after an awful week one from Kari Vedvik. He was only on the team for a week, but he missed an extra point and missed a field goal. So his tenure with the New York Jets did not last all that long. To me on special teams, that's the most important thing because after letting Jason Myers go in free agency, they really struggled. They brought in Chandler Catanzaro. He didn't look all that great. He ended up retiring. Then they bring in somebody else, and eventually they get to carry Vedvik, and he lasts only just a week. So now, to me, the big thing is, can this guy prove that he is going to be the long-term kicker, at least for this year? But this looks like something that could be a you know season-long problem for the New York Jets. Hopefully, Sam Ficken figures it out, but that, to me, is the biggest thing with special teams, the kicker. Because everything else, kick and punt returner, you're probably fine. Lachlan Edwards is a pretty good punter, but to me, the, the big one is what's going on with the kicking situation for the New York Jets. Thank you to Matt O'Leary for taking the time to respond to us at Dogs by Nature. You can follow Matt O'Leary once again at Matt O'Leary NY on Twitter. All right, my Dogs by Nature family. Enjoy your football Sunday. I'll be back Monday morning with a post-game show and a pre-pre-game warm-up to get you ready for your Browns football game day on Monday night. Well, that was some bonus Browns coverage on Dogs by Nature. I'm your host, Thelonious7. Take care.